And once again, hello, everybody, everybody. I'm Dr. Larry, senior pastor here at Empowerment of Faith, Kingdom Center for Ambassadors. And we are certainly excited to be able to bring to you the word of life, right? The entry of the word of Elohim brings life. It brings life and we need life uh, like we never needed it before. And I, and, and I just wanna share with you, empowerment means to empower, to empower. That same word, another word for Baruch, the word for bless in the Hebrew, it means to be, to be blessed means to be empowered. Now, faith is your belief system. And the original word for faith in the, in the Hebrew language, Hebrew language, uh, that manuscript word is imani. The root word is amen, spelled aleph, mem, nun. Now, aleph, mem is a root word within that word. Aleph, mem spells mother in the Hebrew. You get it. Now, uh, nun in the ancient Madhu Neder, the picture is, in the ancient Madhu Neder is a picture of a seed. So noon means life, seed, the seed of life. Aleph Mim uh, spells mother and our spirit, let me put it with our soul is the recipient, just like a mother receives seed, that noon, the seed of life. Our spirit receives the seed of life of the word of Elohim. And it goes into our spirit and our spirit received that word and that spirit and that word began to grow just like the seed of a child is uh, uh, when the mother conceived in her womb a seed of life, a human being, that child grows uh, and, you know, be birth and you got a whole human being, you see. So when you talk about faith, it's the same thing. You know, we receive the word of life. It, the, that word of life grows in our spiritual womb and it brings forth uh, fruits of righteousness. So your belief system is very, very important. So when you think about faith, think about your belief system. Think about what seed is going in you and what's growing up and coming out of you. Everything is a result of a seed at noon talking about life and activity. So we are, we're excited. We're going to get back into our teaching. I see we're dealing with kingdom law and righteousness, kingdom understanding, kingdom law and righteousness. And we got a title that's going to make your socks turn color. And that is the liberty or the freedom of law and the bondage of grace. Wow. Did he say that? Yes, he did. You know, uh, I want to make sure I get your attention that you won't just scroll by, but you actually uh, be a participant tonight in terms of receiving the word of Elohim. Now we're going to uh, thank you, baby. Appreciate you so much. There's my wonderful matzo. He's a nigad. Yes, sir. Smitty, you did it this time, boy. Yes, sir. He did it. All right. I love my wife. I care for her. I love my family. I'm a family man. You know, I, I just saw something. Let me show you this book. This book. Uh, just go to our website if you want this uh, study tool here. Uh, Key, Kingdom Keys of Revelation is a study tool. What I just mentioned about the original word for faith. And you can go in here and it's got, it's got everything in here in, in basics. And you will see the uh, different Hebrew letter words are more than Hebrew. You know, I'm gonna, uh, I got a revised copy coming out and those who recently purchased this book, you'll get your, uh, your revised copy for free. Just let me know, know. But this is the book that Holy Spirit gave us to write and help you in your studies. Now, let's get right into, we have already prayed before we started. So let's get right into the teaching. And I love, I love teaching. I love when we study the word. I love it, I love it, I love it. And we're gonna be sharing notes with you so that 
you're able to not only to be able to hear, but you'll see. And that brain that that ups the retention level. Uh, your your uh, your uh, what you retain is a higher percentage of retention when you hear and see. That's why media is so powerful. Uh, you know, a, a while back, you know, we had the radios. We just heard the music. Now they, you get the videos. See, so you see and hear, and it just captivates your mind and get in there and you retain it. So let's apply that principle to the word. Let's let's hear and see. So what we're going to look at here is some misconceptions of grace and law. I could go back and do a review, you know, but I want to just go right in here. You can go back on YouTube, go on our channel and do the review if it's your first time uh, hearing us, uh, first time visiting our channel. And if you're there, by the way, go and hit the like button right now. Hit it. One, two, three. Hit the like button. Also, click that notification bell on the top. So every time we come on, you'll be notified. And uh, just, just we just appreciate you so much for doing it. All right, so here we go. Holy Spirit spoke to me. All right, I gave you a very controversial subtitle, uh, The Freedom of the Law and the Bondage of Grace. Because for over 1600 years, the church has been hearing that the opposite way. All right, so let's check it out. Now, this is gonna validate the necessity, how imperative it is for us to know exactly what the Holy Spirit said when he said it. I said it's a necessity, it's imperative that we know. And the only way you're gonna know is study the original language. The original language that he spoke to the original writers when they began to scribe the word. Remember the word was in oral transmission uh, in the beginning. The word was transmitted orally. You know, later on, it was written and documented. And when they wrote it and documented it, it was done in the Hebrewic language, the ancient African Hebrewic language. Yes, powerful language. If you get, get this 32, you see how powerful uh, it is. So that being said, when we see English words in the scriptures, and we don't know what they actually mean in the original, we will be receiving misconceptions. We receive a precept, an idea that's not correct, is not correctly transmitted like the Holy Spirit wanted it to. And grace is one of those words, as well as law is one of those words that has been misconstrued, twisted around. And the definitions that we have in the English Bible were rendered from the Greek. And when you check it out, and you know, just really check it out and not try to make nothing fit, you will be shocked what grace actually means in the Greek. All right, so now we're gonna go back to the notes and we're gonna look at it here and let's, let's get into this teaching. Y'all can tell I'm just happy and excited, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready. All right, now look, here are some misconceptions of grace and law, some misconceptions. Now this, this sub, the main subject we're dealing with is understanding law and righteousness. Now, because of the slaughtering of the meaning, true meaning of the word grace, when you see it in the Hebrew, or you look in the Tanakh, what's called the Old Testament, that word many times is rendered favor. And then when you get to the Mesopotamic scriptures called the New Testament, uh, you know, it's twisted all around, you know, and it's translated grace, charisma in the Greek, which means to be endowed by the gods, plural. Okay, let me not get ahead of myself. Uh, you know, you check your lexicons 
you know, they changed some stuff around from that original meaning for that particular word. So this is very important. We get this so we can understand the law of the kingdom as well as what actually righteousness is and represent and who is righteous and who, un who is unrighteous. You got a lot of religious people parading themselves around as being righteous and they are not. Yahshua called Jesus, hated religion. He couldn't stand religion. He just didn't, man, he just, you know, and uh, he, when he came, he never came to start religion. He didn't come to start Islam. He didn't uh, come to start Hinduism. He didn't come to start Judaism. He didn't come to start Christianity. When he came, he said, repent, change your mind. Why? Because the kingdom of Elohim is here. Now, here's some misconceptions, six of them, six of them. I'm going to take a drink where you look at them and uh <laughs> take some notes look at it real good like your yuda would say here are some misconceptions now listen these are misconceptions and we're going to prove it by scripture i know what whoever i know what they said but these are some misconceptions and i'm explaining to you what a conception is grace replaces law there's six of them the number, uh, the Hebrew olive bet Vav is where the number six come from, Vav. And remember the spelling of Yahweh, Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey, that, that letter, word, is in the spelling of Yahweh. Some say Yahuwah, uh, Yahweh, right? Vav means to establish or connect. All right, now watch how these six points, you can see clearly how religion has been established in the belief system of people. Grace replaces law, number two, Elohim, God, knows that we are not perfect, so he gives us grace. Number three, the church is under grace. Wow, what about everybody else? Well, anyway, we'll come back to it. The law brings bondage. Huh? <laughs> All right. The church is not under the law. That's why the church do what they want to do and make up their own doctrine. When you sin, don't feel bad because it's covered under grace. Haven't you heard that from your favorite teacher on Sunday mornings? that you feel good, you know you can sin and get up and do it again. It's under grace. These are misconceptions. Now let's 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 keep it rolling. These are misconceptions. Take a picture, click, do what you got to do. Let's go ahead. All right. Now, misconceptions come by way of being of your education, educational source. And now look at this. Here's the danger of miseducation. See religion, colonization, uh extracting trying to get original source meaning from the greeks and the romans and looking over the hebrews the folk who wrote the scriptures and stuff like that all of this stuff was done purposely to miseducate the people of elohim to miseducate the congregation of yah it was done on purpose the danger of miseducation will you will see the danger of it as we look at these points here now let's look at what education is. Here it is right here. Education is the what? Distribution of ideas. Ideas are original thoughts or precepts. Education is the distri distribution of ideas. Again, ideas are what? Thoughts or original precepts. Uh, when an idea is crystallized in the mind, it becomes a thought, okay? It becomes a thought, it's a precept. Now, training is the disbursement of ideas. So the first thing you do 
in every nation, every nation have an educational system. The kingdom of heaven have an educational system. Yes, that's why the Holy Spirit, the, the words say that you don't need no man to teach or give understanding because I'm teaching. So there'll be father contradict himself when he gave gifts unto men. And one of those uh, uh, sevenfold governmental gifts was a what? Teacher, prophet, pastor, and so forth. One was a teacher, right? Right. Okay. So Yeshua came and he taught the word. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. You seeing it? Now, in our culture, you know, education, you got the secular education system in America. The, the, the soon you turn six, and even before that now, what is going on? Education, uh, distribution of ideals, distribution of ideals, and then they are dispersed through training. And what, what is going on? Those thoughts are being placed in the person's mind so that that can develop and their belief system, what they believe, the culture is put in there. The way people do things is put in there. Uh, even in uh, most religions, you know, the first thing they do is throw you in a seminary, go to school, do this, let's get you brainwashed. So you'll conform to our system. See, doctrine, indoctrination is receiving education without questioning it. You understand? Doctrine determines three things in your life, character, behavior, and destiny. Doctrine is very, very important indoctrination is even more important because you're not checking it. Now, the word says that they were more noble. He commended Sheol, called Paul by the colonizers. Sheol said the, the uh, congregation of Elohim, the disciples, the saints, the ambassadors were more noble at Berea because they searched the scriptures daily. Yes, they searched the scriptures daily. They didn't listen to what their pastor said because they had a million members and a, and a, a professional praise and worship team and all this uh, artists and all that kind of stuff. And you just sit there and hear what they tell you without searching. You can't search if you don't first empty yourself of that bad stuff that's already in there. So education is very important. And as we said, education, what distribution of what? Ideals. Okay, now let's, and let's go back. Let's look at this. Yes, look at these points here. All right, now, now, original thought is a crystallized idea. Now check this out. And that crystallized idea that comes as a thought, the original idea is a precept. Remember, David said, I'm wiser than my elders because I know your precepts. What is pre? Pre means begin, beginning, initial or original, Self is another word for thought, the original thought. See, in education, the original thought is being distributed. Uh, it's being, dis uh, yes, distributed. You're receiving that original thought. That's a precept. That's what a precept is. And the scripture is full of precepts. The beginning idea, the beginning thought of the Holy Spirit. Now, check this out. If the precept is wrong, the concept is wrong. If your precept is wrong, here we go right here. If your precept is wrong, then you become a prisoner of your misconception. You understand? And I just gave you six misconceptions that's in the embedded in the religious institutionalized doctrine 
in what's called the church. Grace replaces law. God knows that we are not perfect, so he gives us grace. The church is under grace. The law brings bondage. The church is not under the law. When you sin, don't feel bad because it's covered by grace. And this word grace has nothing to do with the original meaning of the word, what it should mean, grace. I'm sure, I told you I'm going to show you in the scripture. I'm going to show you in the scripture. You ain't got to believe nothing I said. Check the scripture. Now, that brings to the point how you're going to check it if you don't have a lexicon. And if you got a lexicon, if how can you validate it if you don't know what each letter word mean? Yeshua said, I am the olive top. I'm the oak. I'm the et. He was saying, I am these Hebrew letter words that has been used, documented to communicate to man with. And most, most people don't know a thing about it because we just have been indoctrinated and just took where the Bible said. And the Bible said, did you know there's over 50 some verses in the Bible that was not in the original text? They were added in. Now, I know you didn't know that, but you know it now. Just keep hanging with us and you're going to learn some more stuff that's going to make you mad. All right, let's continue. So if your precept is wrong, then you become a prisoner of your misconception. Why do we say that? Look at these six points here. An idea is a, con is a thought conceived. We just mentioned it. A precept is the original idea. Got it. Precept, birth, concept. Con means to agree with, to be in alignment with. And what does self mean? Let me give you an A. It means thought. And I'm going to take a drink to that. Okay, so precepts birth concepts because once you receive the thought, it becomes a part of you. As a person think in their heart, so are they. Let's continue on. Precepts birth concepts. Watch this. A conceived thought is a what? Concept. Get it? Number five concept birth convictions now we're dealing with your faith conviction cultivate the belief system it's important that we get a hold of this very important that we understand once you agree with a thought that becomes your conviction and it cultivate your belief system as a person think in their belief system so are they so if you have been indoctrinated or you live in a lifestyle as a result of indoctrination is because of what you received. And when you received that, that law went into effect, that conviction came, got in your belief system, I don't care what nobody tell you, you just won't believe it. You just won't believe it. And there's a mass, I did say mass, uh, spirit of deception that has been working. First Thessalonians, second Thessalonians tells us that that the spirit of lawlessness is at work right now. And then the scripture went on to say, those who refuse to believe the truth, the father allowed a delusion to take its place so they won't be saved and turned from their stupidity. So deception is huge, it's huge. And you see it manifesting in America right now and today, especially because people just sold out in the secular government and secular politics and you don't even, you can't even hear the Holy Spirit say it, saying this, that he said in the last days, nation will rise against nation, people against people, family against family, churches against churches, people in churches. They, uh, well, you're a Republican. I don't like you. Well, you're a Democrat and you should do this. All this stuff is happening right before your eyes and you don't see it because you are a participant of it as a result of the mind being blinded. Now, we're here to help you. 
And you know, I'm not jelly back. I'm going to just tell it like a T-I-S-T is. All righty. Now, let's look at some verses on this. Let's look at some verses on what we were just looking at. All right, let's look at the word. Look here, misconceptions of grace and law. Now, watch this right here. Remember about your belief system. That's where you. That's 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 where your convictions are. You know, that's that's why uh, a person will play, plays more value on a child that's unborn than they will on a grown man with a family to take care of. A person would do that because of their convictions. That conviction came by way of what? A concept. Concept came by way of what? An idea that they received and believed. And now you can't understand why they think like that. Yes. All right. Let's look at your call. Call James one twenty five. But the one I know you haven't read it. Just hold your horses. But the one who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues to do it, not being a forgetful hero, but a doer who acts, this one will be blessed in what he does. Wait a minute. I thought the church was none of the law. The church so act like it too, just doing everything, anything, any old kind of way. The scripture says that he who looks in the perfect law of liberty, the law brings freedom, brother. Law don't bring bondage. That's why the Holy Spirit had us a title that like that. The law brings freedom. The problem has been these translations not giving you enough to be able to make a distinction, being able to discern the kingdom law from what? The law of the elders and from ritual and ceremonial laws, you see, because of the Greek word nomos. I'm going to show them to you. We getting there, but I need to get your attention first. And I'm going to show you how you can make a clear distinction between them. So when you read the Bible and you read something that says, well, we're not under law, but under grace, you will know what set of laws he was talking about. You understand? So that remember, education, misconceptions, misprecepts, bad education, miseducation of the congregation of Elohim, miseducations of kingdom citizens, been miseducated. So let's get some education manah tonight. All right, now let's look at this one right here. Let's look at another one. Yaqab again, call Jane. 2 and 12, speak and act as those who are going to be judged by grace that gives freedom. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on, Cletus. That did not say grace. He says, speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Now, at the mouth, at the word of two or three witnesses, at the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Let it be said, it is written, so it be done. Think I'm going to get me one of those. Yeah. All right. Now, let's look at Ramayim 6 and 1. What shall we say then? He just got to talking about grace and stuff. We'll go there in a minute. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Because that's what people do. I was under grace, child. Just keep on doing it. You know, uh, whatever you do is under grace. You know, grace, grace. All you hear is grace, 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 grace. And all the the mainstream media uh, misinformed teachers uh, teaching on grace. Grace is it and grace, no, 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 stop it. Just, just stop it. It's, it's time out for that. It's time to get some real education based on kingdom precepts. It's time to change this thing around. So we see what the word have to say. Now we're gonna keep right on, go right back there. Go right back there. Let's look at this right here. So how can I distinguish between the different meanings of the word 
for the word law when studying the scriptures in the Bible. Now you can easily put the word grace in there also, okay? Because you will see verses that say we're not under law, but under grace. And you seeing this, you, you're reading it, but have you ever thought that something is wrong because you see this, then you see that, then you see this, then you, wait a minute, now what am I under? And Yeshua never came to abolish the law. He came to expand it. I tell you what, let's, let's, look, let's go back a couple uh, here. Let's look at this note here. Let's look at this. Uh, Matthew 5, 17, 17 through 20. Now, when you're dealing with the law, it's two parts. You got this, uh, the, uh, the written, documented law, and then you got, you got the, which is the letter, and then you got the spirit of the law, which is the intent of the lawgiver. All right. So uh, Matthew 5, 17 through 20, when Yeshua said, I didn't come to abolish the law of the prophets. I, and you know, you know why people would read that and still tell you the law bring bondage, even though Yeshua said he didn't come to do away with it. You know why uh, teachers and it's, it's heavily rooted in institutionalized religion, how, why people will say that once he fulfilled it, it passed because of translations that's why that word pass in the english doesn't uh give a right definition of what yeshua said when he was talking remember he wasn't speaking english he didn't speak english all right now so look here the law yeshua didn't come to abolish what does abolish mean look right here right you like mom you said right you he came he didn't come to put an end he didn't come to make invalid the law he came and the word fulfilled means to not fulfill it and end it. It means to give true meaning, to make happen, to cause to think or to make complete. Now that's in Matthew 5, 17 through 20. When you're looking at that. All right. Now, so where, where did this, where did this, this doctrine come from that once Yeshua fulfilled the law, it ended. And he said, I didn't come to do that. Where did it come from? All right, misconceptions, you understand? Now, we're gonna look at some word meanings here and that's gonna help us, help you, continue to help me be able to know the difference and you won't just throw this, well, just throw it away, forget it. I'll hear about it wrong. You don't have to do that. Holy Spirit is accurate and he is right about this thing. But this type of uh, teaching and education is totally opposite of what religious, religion is teaching. All right. Now, you can't teach what you don't know and you won't know if you're still stuck on, you know, uh, the indoctrination that you were indoctrinated with and never check things out. All right. Now, let's look at this. We What's the difference? What's the difference when studying the scriptures? Notice now notice how we put this right. Here. Studying the what? The scriptures in the Bible. See, Bible means book that contain books. That's what it means. It nope. It's not nothing that you can just make a holy grail out of or a holy cow. It's a word that means a book that contains books. And all the writings of the scriptures are not in the Bible. Remember, the Roman Catholic, the Roman universal, Catholic mean universal, universal church, they canonize what's called the Bible. They decided 
what scripture, what books that contain scripture would go in and what, which ones would not. Now that should make you just go study right there. That should make you just come out of that, that bondage, come out of that hole, crawl out of the hole. Say, wait a minute, why, who told y'all to do it? Why I gotta listen what you say? <laughs> All right, so that's why we said that the scriptures that we have in the Bible. Now, let's go into this right here. All right, now, now, let's look at this right here. Here are some words for a law in the Hebrew. All right. And I just went direct to uh, my digital library, pulled up this word study tool, pulled it up and showing it to you. There it is right there. Now you see all of these different words that was translated into law that's mentioned in the Hebrew language. Now Torah is the one everybody been attacking because of ignorance, a lack of knowledge. You know, Torah actually is the Tanakh. The Tanakh is what the Torah is. And it, it excuse me, the Torah is a part of the Tanakh because you have the Torah, Tanakh, Neovim, and Ketuvim. Those three parts make up the Tanakh. And that name was changed to the Old Testament and erroneous indoctrination. And teachers said, we're not under the Old Testament but under the new testament holy spirit never use that phraseology those are not kingdom definition of terms those are religious definition of terms new testament listen to me new testament is not a kingdom definition of terms no it isn't you will see it in the bible which is a translation of the scriptures based based on the greek thoughts you'll see that there new testament that phrase came by way of a bishop called uh, Bishop Melito, a Catholic bishop of the Church of Sardis. I'm saying church for the religion. And, you know, I told you what the word church means. I'm going to tell you again in a minute. So when I mention religion, I'm going to say church. But when I make reference to kingdom, I'm going to say congregation because that's the original term. But Bishop Melito, a Catholic bishop of Sardis, he coined that phrase New Testament. Not the Holy Ghost. Nope, he did not. So again, you got an Italian brother uh, that has indoctrinated you. And at this point, if you say Messianic scriptures, people, what you, huh, huh? What's that? What's that? Why? Because of miseducation. The miseducated born again believer. You got two men walking around. It's time for that to be over with. So let's look at it. Let me get this back up here for you. Let's look at this word. Here's the original word that was original words. Uh, for law, different words in Hebrew for law. Now you have Torah, directions, you see that? Instructions, law, decision, rule. Direction have not passed, instructions have not passed. No, not the ones of the kingdom, okay? And then you have Torah up here and that, that high is just high Torah. D direction, instructions, law, decision, rule. Then you got the Hebrew word, uh, dot, dalet tav command state legislation public law here's an here's a um another one right here and i got it right here uh mishpa 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 you see that right there decision judgment dispute case claim measure law dealing with legal civil matters you see in it now and here's a here's another one right here look at there look at there uh coke and then here's another one here you see it? I don't even try to pronounce that right there. Ishida. 
And it means towards, until, far away from, into, about, portion, turn, do, law, prescription. Here's another one, shalit, powerful, mighty, officer, rule, sovereign. Here's another, a cock of, shoes. I didn't mean to jump off that. And it means what? C crave, uh, carve, inscribe, enact, decree, order, decide. Now, you see all of these words used, okay? But when you go to the English, you see one word law, and it don't tell you which one of these he was talking about. It don't tell you which word here he was talking about, because some of these words would make reference to the traditional laws of the elders, and some of them would make reference to the ritual or ceremonial laws. Okay, now let's see. Let's see what happened. Let's see. So we got all of these. So if the translations are correct, then they will have a word for each one of these to uh, make sure that we know which one of these that he is talking about. What, one, two, three, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, what, and 10. I mean, nine, because it's uh, high Torah, and this is, you know, this Torah, what comes from the Torah is the direction. High actually means to reveal. So the revealing of what uh, Torah means is what is coming from it. Now, in the Hebrew letter word meaning, Torah means the teaching that comes from the leader on the cross. When you spell it in the Hebrew, you see this Tav right here. Tav means cross, covenant means to mark, identify. Uh, and then that Vav means to establish, and that Resh means what? Ruler or prince. High means to reveal or what comes from. So Torah is what? See right here? I'm right here, it's small. Right there. Torah means the what? the teaching that comes from or that's revealed from the leader who established the covenant or from the leader who was nailed to the cross that has not passed Cletus stop it all right now let's look at the old Greek what do the Greeks have to say well this word over here you see the Greek word used when the English translation was rendered is nomas that was the only one they used now, these over here, was they were added in later. These were added into lexicons later, and they still don't break down the definition based on the Hebrew. And you notice there are more Hebrew words for law than there are Greek still. And remember, your translations, yeah, your New Testament came from the Greek and not the Hebrew. All right, now, so this word nomos is uh, the Greek word that was used for all of these Hebrew words back here. Think about it. All of these Hebrew words, Hebrew words here, meaning different things, were translated into the Greek text, and they put nomos. So you didn't know. No one knew which law that the Holy Spirit was talking about when they translated into the Greek, and that misconception was passed down over 1,700 years, still being passed down. And, and so when you read in uh, the scripture and you see a word I think I got one in here a passage in here when you see a passage in here talking about law has passed and stuff like that you don't know I didn't know what law they was talking about why because a hatchet job was done on the by the translators on purpose just like in America true history has been covered up only the history of the Europeans are being taught in school you, you catch that uh, the the uh, native black-born American history is not being taught. Only time you talk about black folk in school is during Black History Month and you talk about inventions. But notice 
that history, European history is ongoing because the colonizers were uh, Europeans. You seeing it now? So the same thing was done with the Bible, the big cover up, changing words, changing definition of terms in order to build this huge, massive religious system where people's minds have been indoctrinated to think opposite of what the words say, think bad about the law and good about the word grace and grace means the giftings of the gods, not favor. See, the Hebrew word for grace is hen. Het noon is spelled het noon. What does het mean? Het means one of the meanings. It means to separate, to be brought close to the heart, to be protected. And then noon, of course, I told you earlier, mean what? Life or the seed of life. The father brought us to him. We are dear to his heart. He separated us, brought us to himself, surrounded us with his love. He protects us. He provides for us. What? out? And he give us his life-giving spirit. He give us the spirit of life. Yeshua said in Yochanan, called John 6, 63, my words are spirit and they are life. He is the life-giving spirit. You understand? So when you look at the real meaning for grace or the true original meaning for grace, hen, it ain't got nothing to do with covering up sin. You understand? Nothing, nothing to do, nothing, absolutely nothing to do with covering up our mess. Now the father don't operate like that. But child, go on do it. You know the grace, grace, grace. And, and a rascal sitting there knowing he don't want to get married and he can just shack with somebody in the grace cover, he's going to continue to do it. Or knowing you can do this and do that. And then, oh, it's covered under blood, child. No, no, uh-uh. You can't break the law of the kings and keep living like that. Mm -mm. You can't come in his kingdom and break his law. Now, why are people like that? Again, because of indoctrination. I'm talking about some bad indoctrination, some serious stuff. Now, let's look. Let's let's go back here. So you see this Greek word nomos. Now you see the other Greek words to be authorized, if, uh, to be authorized, be permitted, lawless, outside the law, judge, pass judgment on, bride, daughter-in-law, mother-in-law, teacher of the law. That's it. All right. And you go back to the Hebrew and you get all these other words. And this, 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 you see, these are the, actually, when you look at the Messianic scriptures, actually they are, and we're going to get these points to remember, the Messianic scriptures call the New Testament as a revelation of the laws and the precepts and the principles that's in the Tanakh. It's a revealing of, a, an establishment of, what Sheol taught was based on something that was already said. He didn't speak outside of the law of the kingdom that was already established. No, he never did that. But again, you like I was. See, I'm not bashing you, but I'm saying things so we can come out of that. And, and I'll do the same thing if I'm reading. Let's, let's do something right here. Let's do a little exercise. Let's do a little exercise. Let me go back here and share this screen. Let's do an exercise. Did I hit the right button? I think I did, yeah. Okay, let's look at, uh, what was that, Roman M called Roman 6? Let's look at that. Okay, let's look, let's look at this. Let's, let's go down. Now, here, here we go. All right, you reading, I'm reading, we studying. We got born again. We so happy to be saved. Now, watch this right here. Now, look at, look at verse 20. Now the law, law came in as a side issue in order that the trespass could increase. But where sin increased, grace was present in greater abundance. 
so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Yeshua, the Messiah, our Lord. What therefore shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin in order that grace may increase? May it never be. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that as many as were baptized into Yeshua, the Messiah were baptized into his death. Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism, so on and so on. Now watch this right here. Let's look at this. And you can just study. Let's do this together. Okay, let's type in grace. And let's look at law and look at this. Uh, let's, let's see what we pull up. This concordance pull up now. For sin, there it is. For sin will no would not be your will not master over you because you are not under law but under grace. Let's go here to this right here because this would see it. You're not under law but under grace. If you remember one of my points, one misconception is that the church is not under the law but under grace, or we are under law under grace and not under law. You know what it's based on? This right here, that right there, that translation. Now, this word law, can you go back and find out, was he talking about ceremonial law? Is he talking about ritual law? Is he talking about the traditional laws of the elders? Uh, when I was in the seminary back in the 80s, 420 extra laws had been added. And last I heard, it was over six, 700 now. So this Greek word, now let's check it out, see what Greek word, word is there. All right, now. What verse was that? And this is a interlinear 14. And it shows you the original as well as the English translation. So for sin would not be master over you because you are not under. There is nomos. Nomos. That's it. You don't know which Hebrew word. You don't know which law he's talking about. And under grace, harisma. You see it? You seeing this? They got this translated, uh, the lexicon put it like this when you look at it, but you go to that original word in the Greek language, it means gifting of the gods. So even a lexicon, though, when they was doing a lexicon of definition, they was in the manipulation of true meaning of stuff to hide the true meaning, to confuse and, and lead people into a wrong area. Nomos, you're not under nomos. This Greek word nomos doesn't tell us, we're talking about ritual, ceremony, kingdom, or what? Because the law, the the king has law. The kingdom, the word of the king is law. So to say that we are not under law would say we're not under the word. So why should I read? Why should I do anything if I'm not under the word? The law of the king is his word. His word is law. They cannot be changed, cannot be broken. Malachi called Malachi says that I am the Lord, Yahweh, and I don't change. My word is forever settled in heaven. His word is law. Apply. Now you see where I'm coming from. Now, if you see stuff like this and you have the proper education and the right precepts, then when you hear truth, you easily receive that seed of life and it'll grow in you and give you understanding. If you don't have it, you will think, oh, we're not under law, child. We're under grace, you know. Uh, Jesus, he, he fulfilled the law. What law did he fulfill? The kingdom law? His own word? Now his word has passed? I mean, come on. Let's, let me see. Where's my time? Okay, I see it. What, I'm sorry. What, what, what law is he talking about? Let's talk about this. We're studying. This scripture is studying. So, and I gave you uh, some other pointers early on. I want you to study it out. 
go back and listen to the first session set there listen take notes open your heart up to the holy spirit and let him teach you you will be able to see it i taught the traditional laws of the elders that's under uh rediscover the kingdom law the traditional laws of the elders we dealt with ritual laws we dealt with ceremonial laws we dealt with that let's look at some points here that'll help you out as you do it because you can do it you ain't, you ain't gotta go to no conference to get this the conference is on your knees turn the tv off turn the phone off get out of yang yang out your ear and what she said he said and they said and what these translations said and listen to what the holy spirit is saying here are some pointers that'll help you be able to identify first you got to go back and look at the ritual laws the ceremonial laws what what were they just like for instance we dealt with the feast days and you know people have taught where the church don't have to keep the feast day that's for the jews only where do you get that from it's not even in scripture where you get it from bad teaching indoctrination receiving teaching from people who don't know what they're talking about if i don't know what i'm talking about and i teach you you don't know what you're talking about and you teach somebody else they don't know what they're talking about then they teach somebody else they don't know what they're talking about and they teach them and a generation after generation after generation my people destroy for a lack of knowledge miseducation let's look at these points here now i mentioned some things all right there's nothing that can take the place of what the messiah has done to atone for sin who is messiah come from the hebrew word mashiach messiah not christ that's a greek latin rendering it doesn't tie the english proper english translation for mashiach in the hebrew is messiah not christ now it's all over the bible isn't it yes because again translation based on greek latin perception culture and what they thought not the re hebrews they, they ran the hebrews out of there that was the original people wrote the, wrote the scripture so there's nothing that can take place take the place of what the messiah has done to atone for sin so ain't feast of trumpet trumpet i mean atonement young Kippur, uh we don't we know what happened but what's the point of me doing something and yeshua have already done it relative to atoning for sin and you got some some christians you know they at least you're coming out of some stuff but you don't need to be fooling with that 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 ain't gonna help you nothing in your righteousness and i saw years ago one christian television station they did the whole mock-up and the model and stuff and the next thing they did sow your seed sow your seed this young computer so and so and so and so and so that was ceremonial that was ceremonial and ritual it was a a holder it, it it was a a uh a, a warm blanket until you got in the house to warm up you were cold outside so you got a blanket you put a thicker coat on you you did some things to stay warm until you could get inside once you got inside you didn't need the blanket no more all right okay so here's a point to always apply this when you're reading the translations and when you're studying and if you get stuck on something remember these points there's nothing that can take the place of what the Messiah has done to atone for sin. Number two, memorial instructions for the purpose of reminders. Memorial instructions were given for the purpose of reminders. Watch this, uh, the feast of uh, Sukkot. We just celebrated a Sukkot. That's when Yeshua was born, not Christmas, so I don't fool with that. That's not in the scripture. I don't fool with what somebody made up, replacement theology, but is in the culture, People have been indoctrinated. 
everything uh, is geared around it. The money cow is there, you know, everything is there and has nothing to do when Yeshua was born. No, you can't find not one verse, even in the translations that tell you that Yeshua was born in December and you supposed to have a Christmas holiday. No, you can't. All right. So, but memorial instructions were given such as Sukkot when he was giving them instructions about the, the temporary dwelling place or the tent that was simply a memorial. As a matter of fact, the uh, the the uh, palm leaves, uh, now the willow branches, the 30 foot willow branches and the little fruit and all the stuff you see the European Jew, Jews doing, all that stuff was added on, the libation that was added, that was added, it wasn't original. Uh, so Coat was all about the life-giving spirit coming into the world to restore us, Yeshua himself. That's why he stood up on the great day and the last day of the Moadid, the divine appointed time and said, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He said, out of his belly gonna flow rivers of living water. This he spoke of the Holy Spirit who would be given to those who believe. Yeshua had not yet been crucified. Holy Spirit had not yet been given. He was talking about the promise of eternal life and receiving the language of heaven and power to be evidence given on the earth that Yeshua, what he did is available to everybody now. You got memorials, you understand? Memorials. So memorial instructions given for the purpose of reminders, not, not to make a holy grail out of it. Not at all, not at all. All right, number three, the kingdom is a government that has its own, law, own laws. And I, I, yeah, today, yeah, day is election. I voted early, you know. Um, and and the religious people have been indoctrinated and actually think that you can mix secular with that which is holy. It don't work, Cletus. You can't do that. Holiness cannot be mixed with secularism. Democracy is second. Matter of fact, Yeshua hated democracy. Republic, the government that we have in America, he hated it. That's the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. He hated the doctrine as well as the deeds of the Nicolaitans. And those were the democracy, is, uh, Democrata is a Greek idea. The Greek came up with that. The Romans had the military power to enforce it. They came up with that. Again, see how Greek you are and you didn't know it? Okay, out here fighting and fussing and Oh, God doing this and God did this and he put this president. He ain't putting nothing nowhere. Yeshua said this not. I told y'all. I'm going to repeat it for my elder brother, my Lord, my Savior. He told y'all my kingdom is not of this world. I'm not a Democratic nor a Republican. Thank you. Now, so the kingdom is a government that has its own laws. You so very welcome. Remember this. The kingdom is a government that has its own laws. When you see different things being taught and translations and they're conflicted and things of that nature, just like what I just showed you. Check this out. Number four, an unrighteous person cannot be established in a righteous position. It don't work in kingdom government, kingdom law. The father is holy. He is pure. He is righteous. Well, you know, you know, God, he used, uh, you know, uh, uh, secular kings in the Bible and, you know, he's, all of that was he didn't use nothing because of the disobedience of the nation of Israel. They placed themselves under the rulership of other kings. And because they the nation belonged to the father and they would ask the father to intervene, the father would intervene on their behalf. And you when you go and study, 
and studied those words about the, uh, you know, Elohim permitted, God permitted. Uh, no, it doesn't work like that. Things happen that was history. That don't mean you go do history, you only do the word. You only keep the laws of the kingdom, not the history that was written as a result of the disobedience of a rebellious nation that was supposed to be a prototype of a nation that reflect the, nation the nationality of the kingdom of heaven, all right? An unrighteous person cannot be established in a righteous position. Uh, here's a good example. You remember when Adam, he was in a righteous position in relationship, his relationship with the father, as well as Master Ezenigad. Her name was Hava, translated uh, to the word Eve in the English. Her original name was Hava. She didn't, she's not an American or English citizen, so you need to give her name back. All right, that's why I focus on Yeshua and original name. I, you're welcome. But anywho, what happened, they fell from their position of righteousness. They can occupy that position in a sinful state or nature. That's why Yeshua, a righteous man, had to come in order for mankind to be restored back. The Father could not put nobody in a righteous position who was unrighteous on the inside. No. So an unrighteous person cannot establish <clears throat> a righteous position. I'll tell you why I say it there. I said that because Roman M called Romans 13 and one. So all authority, the translation, and I got a teaching coming. It's coming. It's coming. Believe me. The translation said all authority that is uh, exists ordained of God. That is not a correct translation. It's contradictory to the word and to the very essence and nature of who Elohim is. There is no evil in him. Hitler was not ordained by God. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Those people who captured black Hebrew Africans and put them in boat and raped their women, their daughters, sodomized their sons. The father did not ordain that. They were in authority. Were they not? Then they have the whips. Yes, they did. Uh, I guess he ordained that. Well, the Christians believed it, taught it, prayed over the ships and everything else. You see how stupid that is? That's stupidity. That is not a proper, correct translation. And you go to FEM call it Ephesians, you'll see that there are evil authorities. I guess he adored Dane that too, didn't he? All right, anyway, we got a teaching on that. So uh, that is there. So when you see stuff like that, you say, wait a minute. The kingdom precept or the kingdom law based on kingdom government, Elohim doesn't ordain evil, you see? And that'll help you out with what's going on in America right now in terms of people calling a leader a savior. That's a good man. He did this. And he who told you that you can tell somebody they were good? What I mean, what blood you shed? What what earth you made? What body you created? What spirit you put into a man? You can't say that. You can only say that as a result of being deceived through religious indoctrination. I could have taught these points. I tell you what, this is awesome. All right. Now, number five, the word of the king is what? Law, that word that religion hate. Religion like being lawless and making up their own stuff. That's the spirit of religion. The devil, Lucifer, the fallen cherub, is a religious spirit. Yes, he is. The word of the king is law and cannot be changed or passed. The word of the king is what? Law. The word of the king. Oh, I love the word. I love the word. Why don't why you why you keep breaking it, breaking it then? Why why is why 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 are people coming up with other stuff. Why are they saying his word has passed? Miseducation. 
The law of the kingdom cannot be replaced by the church. Let me say that again. The law of the kingdom cannot be replaced by the church. The church is full of replacement theology. It's based on Greek, Roman, Greco philosophy and religious thinking and indoctrination. You see, when you mix something, you mess it up. The minute you mix it, it ceases to be truth. Truth cannot be mixed. Watch this statement right here. Here's a statement. Everything in the Bible is true, but everything in the Bible is not the truth. Let me drink to that because you need to think about that. Everything, the scriptures that are translated in the Bible, you know, we got bad translation. We know that everything is true, but it's not the truth. Everything in scripture is, that's written is true, but it's not the truth. Mm -hmm. Do, 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 do. Oh, what a wonderful. All right. Well, prove it. Let's prove it in closing. Ayab called Job. Again, he is not an English citizen, so his name needs to be the same. He said these words. He said there was after he broke his faith hedge through doubt. See, doubt always breaks faith you can't be in a doubt and faith it's doubt and 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 the word the living seed of the word and doubt can't coexist you can't they don't shack together don't work like that uh, a job he broke this his faith edge his belief system through worrying about his children because they were drinking and partying and he kept offering up sacrifices and oh man i got to go do this again because they could have sinned and then he went did it let me do it one more time lord let me then pray one more time for my children let me pray for my children again and he went and did it again did it again did because he never believed first time you see broke his faith heads and the enemy didn't know that i got to teach it on that say that he did not know that but he had kept trying to get to him see because the devil always wanted to destroy evidence of the kingdom in the earth or anybody have a lifestyle that represent the king he want to go after that he, he going after that he coming for you but he can't do nothing with you and so what happened the father set him up he said hey have you considered my servant y'all you know he is a righteous man integrity you know ain't nobody like him and what did old lucifer say he said yeah you got a hedge around him. and the father said well everything he got is in your power he didn't lie he he told the truth he can't lie he was telling well listen he in your hands already you just don't know it dummy i'm gonna show you how smart i am and then the father said well i tell you what uh whatever you do just don't touch his life agreement agree oh yeah okay i'm i, I agree to that i can't wait to go get that joke i've been won't make i want him you know that same way he is today he want you who are standing for righteousness and truth so he went in and did what he did you know killed his kids and took his stuff and burned he just went crazy but see, an agreement was made. The father said, don't you touch his life because the father knows as long as you get breath in you, then there's an opportunity, there's a chance for you. Somebody think about taking your life. Don't you do that. Keep breathing. The father haven't forgotten about you. He know you, he see you, and there's opportunity for you. Keep breathing. Don't do that. So what happened, after all that happened, Ayab looked around 
and said, hey, and then his wife said, why don't you go and curse, curse him, curse God, curse Elohim and go and die. Now she had enough sense to know that if he was a thief, negative words toward the father was taking care of what would happen. And then uh, Ayab rebuked her, woman, you talk like one of them women, them old, old, old fast women at the church talking. I mean, you know, they, they praying, speaking tongues, one out of one part of the mouth, cussing out the other, he rebuked her. And then he uttered these words that all of that is based on him proving a statement and we're gonna, we're gonna stop. He said, the Lord give it and the Lord take it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> Who took the stuff from him? It wasn't, it wasn't the father. And then here come religious teachers. Well, you know, God allowed. No, he didn't. He didn't allow anything. If he allowed the devil to do that to a job, then he got to allow him to do it to you. Now, now what? Okay, you go home and all your kids dead. You go home, your house burned up. You go around, your business gone, this gone. And now what? And you know that's not happening. That is totally incorrect. So everything that happened was true. And it was true that Ayab said that. But the truth is, it was the devil. And the father had made agreement with the devil in order to preserve Ayab until he get him back in a place of righteousness. He had to repent, change his mind. And Yob 42 said, Yob repented in dust and ashes. He, he changed his mind. He said, wait a minute. I can't blame this on you. You don't have anything to do with this. Restoration came. I want to tell somebody, when you repent and change your mind, restoration come. And I know that we, you all, we all have been taught wrong based on what we thought was right. Yes. And you can speak the truth, you can teach. If a person don't receive it, it's because the belief system is full of ideals. See, ideals determine what? Your philosophy, the way you think, as a person thinking their heart. The heart is what controls you. So if those convictions are in there, that's controlling. Truth can come, people rebuke. You know, I'd be uh, people asking themselves, I'd give them a scripture, and they go right on with the foolishness. I say, I ain't fooling with them. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not debating. I'm not doing it. If you don't hear the word, you definitely won't hear nobody else. If you believe that, it's because you receive something. You got a misconception through miseducation. I think I'm through. Yes, I'm through. Okay, well, we appreciate everybody. Let me check that. I'm good to go over there. We appreciate you so much. And um, hopefully, uh, well, I know you've learned something as we study the word. See, the scripture said to study, not read, study it rightly divide the word how can you rightly divide the word we don't even know what the original word mean all right rightly divide the word of truth that we will be a person who is working in the kingdom with vision that vision is a result of being connected with the kingdom of heaven teaching the government the laws of the kingdom and we're in the right place we understand what our mandate is. That's what he was talking about. In order to do that, you got to be a student of the word. You have to be a scholar of the word. So first thing we have to do is look at my thoughts and how I got to be the, the way I am. And I told you, well, truth will make you mad. You get mad at the lies you've been told. Why they tell me that? Why they teach them that? Why? I run to young people all the time. Someone says something that's easy. It kind of took them. I said, man, you, man you, you got some people over there don't play. I mean, them jokers ain't nobody to play with. They, hey, you come at them, they gonna take that sword out and work with you, you know, ain't for that mess. Young people, and I appreciate that. And I'm thankful 
uh, unto Elohim for what he is doing in your life. Now, listen, the time has come for repentance, a change of mind. Repent in the Hebrew is Hebrew word shuv. That's right, shuv, shin, but yet, uh, excuse me, shin, vav, destroy what's on the inside, shin, but yet, yes, shuv, shin, but yet, vav, shin, vav, but yet, I'm sorry, shin, vav, but yet, shuv. Now, shin, one of the meaning for shin means to destroy, uh, but yet mean what control the inside, okay? And vav mean established. So repentance come when, when what that, those misconceptions that's on the inside of your belief system are destroyed, then you can change. First, that has to be destroyed. What's connected on the inside must be destroyed. That's the original word for shoe. And I extracted that. You, you see how to do that when you study and learn the Hebrew letter word meaning. Go to each Hebrew letter word and you see what it means. You can break it down. You know, because we repent. What? Change your mind. Metanoia. Met metanoia in the Greek, it means change your mind. Yes, yeah, so on, so on. Just, just uh, no, 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 no. You ain't changing nothing if you got something still in your belief system. If those those convictions are there as a, as a result of the concept, the concept is there because of the original thought or idea. You got to go back and deal with that idea and hear something different. Receive the right information, the right education, and it'll automatically get rid of the other stuff. So that has to be established. That's like when you pray for somebody and go back and do it, that's because it never was dealt with on the inside. Think about what's going on on the inside of you. Become a student of the word. If you're not born again, hey, here's your opportunity. The Holy Spirit is dealing with you. Own up to where you are and what you're doing and, that, and ask him for the better life. There's a better life. I'm not talking about dying to go to heaven. I'm talking about having heaven on earth. That's what I'm talking about. Change your mind, repent, ask him for forgiveness, to cleanse your wash, to put you back in the place of righteousness that we were originally in, and you become a citizen of the kingdom. You do that, let us know. Go to our website, let us know. Contact us through a uh, uh, social media page. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, different uh, social media platforms. I want to know because I want to pray for you. I want to believe with you and stand with you. Beloved, we love you much, and we say these profound and powerful words to you. Shalom. Shin Lamed Shalom. Shin Lamed Vav Mim. Shin, the great provider of peace and protection. Lamed means to control. It also means authority. Shin also means to destroy. The great provider of peace and protection, destroy that controlling spirit, that evil authority that has established Vav chaos, mem, a closed mem on the end in your life. Shalom. May all chaos and the authorities, evil authorities that has established it in your life be destroyed. Every time you say shalom, that what takes place. And the positive on the other end of the meaning for shalom, the great provider of peace and protection, his authority be connected and reveal his secrets in your life. You see it? All right. Love you much. 